I'm D Brown, CEO. And welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me today are three powerful women that are making their mark on the world. We have Jaleesa Collins, representing Florida A&M University, Lakina Sidney, representing South Carolina State, and Vinay Brown, representing the Tennessee State University. Ladies, welcome to HBCU. Well, hello. hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to be here. I just here. want to get cut, cut to the chase. Okay. Who have the best band? Of course. South Carolina State. I've never heard Marching of that school. Marching band 101. <laughs> never heard of that school. DTC State. How so, many? What's the number? What? Marching band what? One. <laughs> Number so, one. So, so seriously, I want to talk about uh, your HBCU experience. So, actually, uh, Jalisa and Vinay, you all have the unique experience of attending two HBCUs: Cahoma Community College in Clarkson, Mississippi, and then Florida A&M University for you, Jalisa, and Tennessee State University for you, Vinay. Yeah. Uh, how did you make the decision to attend your HBCU? Let's start with Cahoma. Well, for me, Cahoma was close to home. And so my first year after um, high school, I didn't really want to leave um, just right off um, because I was actually, I was pregnant at the time. So um, I wanted to be close to home and have my daughter with my mom, my dad, you know, around and be close. And Cahoma was the school for me at the time. What about you, Lakina? Well, for me, well, you know, in every household, you, they pair you up. You know, whatever cousins your age, you do the same thing. Whatever yeah. sibling your age, you do the same thing. Yeah. Where my aunt had relocated to South Carolina and my cousin was going to South Carolina State. So it was just a given. That's where I was going. I was going to South Carolina State. Best decision ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jaleesa, talk to me about Cahoma and then we'll pivot over to uh, Florida. I think for me, um, I was actually getting ready to head off to college. And then I think some things kind of happened to where I was like, you know, I'm going to stay at home. I did dual enrollment, so I was kind of already done with the associates. So I went out there, finished the two years, and then I went on to um, the University of Memphis right out there. So what led you to Florida A&M University? Because I know there was a, a, gap, a gap there in between, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. <laughs> where do I start? Um, in that aspect, I've always had like HBCUs in the back of my mind. And I think when I left for the military, it took away what I felt like I missed out on. Seeing all my friends and their experiences in college, and yeah. it was like, okay, I'm out. So I think now I'm ready to pursue it. So, Vinay, I know that you actually considered Florida A&M at I one did. point, and you landed at Tennessee State University. Yeah. Talk to me about how you made that final decision. Um, so, like I said, when I went to Cahoma, I was already um, pregnant with Vea. And so the decision to go to Tennessee State was, it's close to home. I can drive back and forth. I don't have to catch a flight. What's going to be easier for me to get home to see my child on the weekends, you know? And so Tennessee State became the best option for me. I did want to go to FAMU, you know? Uh, I went to go toward a college and everything, but um, it was just too far away. Yeah. yeah. So, Lakina, do you remember uh, your first days at South Carolina State? Do I remember my first day? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you remember? I, I, I remember just this overwhelming, just excitement yeah. to just wake up one day and I was at a university where everybody looked just like me. Yeah. 
You know, and because growing up, we were in a predominantly white school, which was okay. I mean, we loved it because we thought that's what it was. Right. I didn't know of anything different. Yeah. And so to go to an HBCU, when you wake up and everybody there looks just like you, yeah, it was just Oh my God! They knew my name. I was known from where I was from. Yeah. It was it was just a, an amazing experience. What do you remember most, Jaleesa? I think for me, my experience was a little different because it was delayed. Yeah. And coming back, having so much time. When I first went to tour the campus, it just it it took me away. Yeah. Like you know, they're rattlers, so it's like okay, you guys glorify a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like okay. That, Take a little bit to get used to, but then with me moving to Florida once I relocated, um, I think it was just like a warm welcome and I felt home away from home, you know, yeah. being from Mississippi and it was like a sense of pride, sense of belonging. Yeah. Vinay, what do you remember about the first days at Tennessee State University? Oh, I was so excited to go and leave Mississippi. I just couldn't <laughs> wait. When I got on campus, I just felt like, um, I just felt so relieved and uh, and free I guess like I'm I'm old enough to finally do what I want to do on my mm -hmm. own and um not being in the country you know Mississippi you don't really have too much to do and so me being in the city I was ready I couldn't wait to explore I can wait to meet new people I went to college by myself and so that for me I'm like I can't wait to meet new friends who I'm gonna know you know right. I don't know nobody here so yeah but what is the signature event at your HBCU like what what is Florida A&M uh, known for Homecoming. Homecoming. I got to attend the first one this past year, and I was astounded. What, what is it like? Talk, talk to me about it. I think for me, it was coming home and just having that that, that black pride, um, black culture, just just seeing so many people that look like you and come from the same background as you, you know, and everybody striving for the same things. Yeah. What about at South Carolina State, Lakina? Of course, it was the marching band. Um, every football game, it was just the event to attend. And the step shows. We really enjoyed the step shows. So, I mean, it was just, they made it where every activity was a big deal. Yeah. And so I was just really, like she said, it was a sense of pride, a sense of belonging, and it was just enjoying being youthful. What about Tennessee State? Um, Tennessee State, we have Courtyard Wednesday. And <laughs> everybody can't wait to Wednesday. And so that's like, we come out to the um, the main courtyard. They have a DJ out there. We have food. And we just enjoying each other's time. We all go, go to class that day. It's Courtyard <laughs> yeah. Wednesday. So everybody waiting on Wednesday. What we, what we doing? Right. <laughs> that's like a reason to skip. <laughs> a reason to skip class. We're going to Courtyard Wednesday. So what were the, uh, I guess, the football game games like at TSU? Um... See, TSU, they're very prideful with football. They love sports there. And so the games are very big. Everybody always goes out. Um, basketball, I think, is more um, appreciated at TSU than football. Um, but the games are fun, live. The band's going crazy. I love them. I didn't really attend that many games, but <laughs> I'm not a sports <laughs> fan. But. Yeah. What do you remember about football at uh, South Carolina State? Well, back when I was there, it wasn't like we were the best football team like we are now. You know, we won the 
what was that championship we just won? The celebration ball? <laughs> yeah, celebration. <laughs> the celebration ball? Yeah. yeah, I thought so. She's glowing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd put it out there. Right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. the games, it was, it was halftime. It was all yeah. about the halftime show. Yeah. What about you? I think for me, because I'm just, you know, catching up, um, when I got to attend the Orange Blossom Classic this year, yeah. that was amazing. And then I've caught the rivalry with BCU. Yeah. And let's just say that is one of Florida's top games. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Is there anything, though, um, that stood out to you about the university, such as, like, the interactions with the teachers, how they treated you, or the sense of family, community, camaraderie? Anything stand out to you about TSU or, uh, or Kahoma? Um, yeah, for me, for TSU, um, my very first year there, I didn't have a dorm. And so um, Glenda Glover was the president at the time, and she personally helped me find my room and get me, got me in there. So I felt like that was um, a very important aspect of going to college there because she took care of me. You know, she made sure I didn't have, you know, I, w I wasn't missing out on anything, I guess. Yeah. And so I really appreciated that from her. What about you, Lakina? Well, me coming all the way from Tennessee to attend South Carolina State in Orangeburg, South Carolina, you know, we was like, worlds apart you know it was like we didn't know anybody and we were quickly recognized because of our accent yeah yeah and you know it's like where that girl from right, right. <laughs> and so we were you know quickly recognized you know from tennessee and so just because they knew i was a long way from home they really tried to take care of us yeah. you know like financial aid you know they would call me i found out the person in financial aid was from tennessee so I became kind of like their project, yeah. you know, made sure that because I didn't know how it went. Right. Now, I didn't know when I needed to report here or where I need to be. You mm -hmm. know, they made sure that they will call you said, give me your number. I'm, you know, you're my homegirl. I'm going to make sure that you get your check the first day's release. And that was important to me to know that I wasn't down there by myself. Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, they, and you're known by your name, not just by a student ID number. Yeah. They know who you are and they hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jalisa? I would like to speak on Kahoma. Um, for me, that was my first collegiate experience. And even though it was home and I knew a lot of faces, of course, um, it still gave me that, you know, that college experience. It prepared me for the university, you know, prepared me for the world. And some of the professors I had, I still keep in contact with to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I consider right. them mentors and, you know, people that you can just call on for advice, career guidance, right. just a conversation. Yeah. So I appreciate that. So you went to the military. Yes. Uh, after the University of Memphis, right? Mm -hmm. And so tell me about your military experience. You have quite a few accolades as well. Ooh, it was quite the ride. Um, so I joined in 2012 um, after I finished college, of course. And let's just say I, I was shocked. Um, completed boot camp, completed my schooling. First duty station was Okinawa, Japan. Thousands of miles away from home. Yeah. And I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I say where's the bathroom? You know, just, right. and let's just say that it put me in position um, to network, you know, to make connections, to meet the right people. Um, it prepared me in ways that I would say, I don't think I would be the woman before you without yeah. it. Lakina, um, you serve as the chief brand officer for the, the P3 group. 
as well as for uh, Self-Made TV. <laughs> and so talk to me about the work you're doing there. Well, being the chief brand officer for the P3 group, Self-Made TV, Self-Made D. Brown, <laughs> and HBCU, yeah. and so many more. You know, basically, I try to concentrate on the image, the experience, and our purpose, you know? And, you know, the image, who are we? You know, I, I think about that every day. Who are we to the world, to everyone that's mm -hmm. looking at us? You know, the experience, when they come in contact or do any business with us, I want it to be memorable and rewarding. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, and I promise, you know, I promise is you can bank on us. Right. You can definitely bank on us. Right. And so that's, you know, my job each and every day. I wake up to make sure that we are in position to be that company. Right. So, Vinay, you serve as the chief creative officer for the P3 Group, uh, Self Made TV, D Brown Inc., and so <laughs> forth and so on. Uh, but I want to talk to you about the fashion show uh, that you held in December yeah. of 2021. Uh, Talk to me about that fashion show and what what it meant to you to be part of that. Um, just working for the P3 group and Self Made TV is just a great experience anyway. I mean, you're my dad, you know, so who don't want to work for their father, you know? Exactly. And so that right there automatically makes it a great experience. But the fashion show, that was an experience as well. Oh, my God. Um, for me, that taught me a lot about um, putting stuff together, putting it in place, I guess, and um, making it roll. Um, I really love fashion, and so for that opportunity to be able to show the world what I can create and what I can bring, um, that really did something for me as a woman. And so I just want to see self-made clothing continue to grow, you know? I want to yeah. be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so Jaleesa, I know that you have um, a coloring book uh, that you published, and you have a couple more that are slated to come out. Talk to me about that project and what inspired you. Okay, so the first coloring book um, is The Down in the Delta. Um, that was an experience for me because I self-published that myself. I didn't have no distribution, no support. Um, the inspiration behind it was actually my nephew, <laughs> J.C. Collins. Mm -hmm. And I was at home visiting and just seeing him color and scribble, and it gave me the idea. So I was like, you know, I'm a creative. I love art. So I said, let me put my mind together and I created the coloring book and the yeah. first one was the Down in the Delta. And so tell me about the ones that are coming out. Um, so the, the second one that I already released was my first digital release. Okay. Um, that was the Juneteenth one. I released it on Juneteenth of okay. last year. And it was, a, it was a great experience because the transition from you know, hard copy to digital and yeah. seeing how you can you know, use it across different platforms, different devices, it was amazing. Um, yeah. just to bring that into fruition. Right. And so what is the next? My upcoming one is the HBCU issue. And let's just say that it's been long overdue, but I feel like the people are going to love this one. Now, but what is your inspiration behind the HBCU issue? I think -ish? for me, the way I painted this project, I wanted to take a high school senior or a high school junior on a journey to show them that last year coming out of high school, transitioning to that first year of college. So yeah. the book actually walks you through a senior preparing for college and then takes you through the experience of that, that college freshman while they're experiencing the HBCU experience. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that's like amazing. That. It, it took a lot of time with this project. 
So, so Vinay, talk to me about Tennessee State University and uh, how did your time there prepare you for, for life? Um, going to Tennessee State prepared me because I was able to meet a lot of people, network. Um, a lot of times we think about HBCUs as just going to class and getting your degree. And it's so much more than that. It's about getting that experience of, like you said, of being with people that's like you and you're celebrating your culture, you know? So um, that experience was one thing. And then, like I said, being able to meet people from all around where I can go just about anywhere. And, you know, I know somebody that went to Tennessee State. And so I really appreciate that, being able to know people and network yeah. and move around. So, Lakina, South Carolina State, uh, how did it prepare you for your professional career and your, and your life moving forward? Well, one thing for sure we all know, once you go to college, you're on your own. I mean, <laughs> you go to class, you don't go to class. I mean, those are consequences you will have to um, deal with. What it did, with, I grew up. I grew up, I was away from home. I was 12 hours away from home. I had to make the decision that I had to get up every day. I had to put my, you know, best effort in every day to go to class and just experience that time period in my life. And what I realized is that if I had the, the boldness to go 12, 13 hours away for school, I could do anything that I wanted to do in life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so what it taught me is that if you dream big, and way beyond the stars, I mean, you are hit it somewhere in between there. Right, yeah. right. And so it was just it was just the experience and just knowing that, hey, you're either gonna do it or you're not. Yeah. And if you don't, then what your results won't be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be on you. Right. So, so Yeah, so Jaleesa, you had the experience which is similar to, to mine because I went to Alcorn for a year and then I transferred and graduated from uh, the University of Memphis, which was Memphis State at the time mm -hmm. that I, I went there and attended. Talk to me about the differences between att attending an HBCU and the <laughs> University of Memphis. Um, I think for me, starting at Cahoma and transitioning to Memphis, um, it was still close to home, you know, that, that ease of access. And, you know, it was, it was similar because I was still around, you know, familiar faces. Um, but I would say the diversity, um, because you have all walks of life and culture yeah. on, on such a campus. And it's just different from the HBCU experience. Do you still have relationships with any of your instructors? I do, I do. From every university I've attended, um, I always seem to cling to at least one or two that, you know, that just, I would say, impact your life in ways that you can't even explain. Um, but for me, I think Memphis, because it was kind of short-lived because of the time at Cahoma prior to, um, I didn't get to explore that, that full four years. Yeah. And in the two years that I was there, I will say that, I really don't even know how to explain it. Like, it, it was awesome, it was fun, but it doesn't compare to HBCU. Yeah. It yeah. So, um, it's nothing against Memphis. Cause no, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud alumni of Memphis, but I'm, but right. I'm also but, but I'm a little biased. Uh, yeah, HBCU. I'm a big supporter of uh, of HBCUs. I think they play a very important role um, in this in this country, mm -hmm. and fulfill a, a very important mission for uh, communities of color. So for that purpose, 
I'm, a, I'm an avid uh, supporter of HBCUs. I want to kind of pivot back a little bit to, to uh, college, if, you, if you'll indulge with me for just a second. I want to know, as far as competition or rivalries, who was the biggest rivalry for uh, Tennessee State University? Um, our biggest game is the um, Classic. That's a big rivalry. Jackson State University, that's yeah. a really big game. We travel all the way to Memphis. They travel to Memphis to play their game. And everybody on campus looks forward to their game. And so I feel like that's our biggest rivalry at TSU. And I mean, we play FAMU too. Mm-hmm. We'll be out every year. It's <laughs> <Okay>. changing. <laughs> I doubt it. It's changing. So, so just talking about the Southern Heritage Classic is what you're referencing yeah. as far as the classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that atmosphere like on that for that game? Oh my gosh, mm. it's just wonderful. Everybody's out there barbecuing. They're selling um, TSU gear, JSU gear. Um, it's just both campuses come together and kind of unite. It's not that we're on the same team, you know, but we're out there as a whole, as a HBCU connection, and it's just you can tell the whole city of Memphis just lights up when they come. I just, it's a great experience. I really love. That's the only football game I actually go to. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeem, do you yes. recall what the biggest rivalry uh, was at your time as, at um, South Carolina State? Not necessarily. <laughs> I think everybody we played was a rivalry for us because we were just bold, we were just confident, and we just thought we were the school. So, <laughs> what? So, so we were, and, that, and I still stand by that. Um, but no, I think... Really, Claflin University was right next door. So that was like a big thing. You know, our yard is bigger than your yard. You know, we were the, you know, y'all didn't really have a band. We got the band. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we had many, many rivalries, you know. But it was just, you know, just anybody can get it, you know. Yeah. So just, uh, Jaleesa, if you will, tell me why you would recommend that someone attend Florida State, I mean, Florida uh, A&M University. The culture. Yeah. Um, you, you get that full Southern experience. Um, you also get nice weather year round. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the environment, the people are friendly. You actually have like a caring environment um, to where it makes people want to succeed. It makes you want to strive for better. Um, and when you have people like that, you cling to them. You yeah. want to be around them. Lakina, why South Carolina State University? Really, I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but why should someone attend? Why, why well, would you recommend that someone send their kid to South Carolina State University? Okay, look, because South Carolina State, it, like I said, it is a, is a family. It is a, it, it give you that Southern mm-hmm. experience and it's just, it give you experiences that you really just, you know, can't wait to be a part of, you know, a family where people look out for you, you know, it's unity, and it, it's just, it just promotes just black excellence. Yeah. But they take about 30 seconds to tell me why <laughs> someone should attend Tennessee State University. Because it's the land of the golden sunshine. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one reason. It's the land of golden sunshine. You should go there because we're a family. We look out for you. And... I feel like also the teachers, the um, financial aid department, they're going to make sure you get what you need and have a great experience in college. Well, there you have it. So, ladies, I want to talk to you all about what you're doing. Uh, Vinay, Jaleesa, you guys are still early in life. 
uh, but I consider um, the path that you're on, you have the opportunity to really make a mark on the world, to be trailblazers, and to be able to inspire others to follow uh, your course and attend HBCUs and have that experience and go on to be successful in life. And for that, I'm going to give each of you ladies our Rising Star oh. Award. If you'll hand it to you, Lisa. And for you, Lakina, wow. for oh, wow. your hard work and dedication uh, and commitment to HBCUs and for the work that you're doing uh, at the P3 group and at uh, and as well as the uh, self-made TV and our, all our other initiatives that are designed to empower uh, HBCUs, we're presenting you with the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to thank each of you all for taking the time out of your schedules to be on the show with me. I really enjoyed uh, the interview. And to my viewers, I want to thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. And remember, without you, there's no me. <laughs>